baby boy. What's How up? you doing? How you doing, everybody? Welcome to the Puerto Rican podcast. Is that it? I don't know. I yeah. just figured maybe. I don't. I don't know. I don't even know how maybe Puerto there's Rican one guy who talks like that. <laughs> Puerto Rican. I I just think of like a New York Puerto Rican guy, but I don't have any distinctive impressions of New Yorkers except for like, "Hey, how you doing? I'm from Puerto Rico. <laughs> My name's Thomas Mangione. I'm from uh, I'm from the island. Uh, you know how she goes. You know how she fucks. Yeah, I I honestly have so many different New Yorker impressions. I don't even want to get started on them. <laughs> I worry I've kind of got like too many, and it would be so funny. The audience, you know, I know people listen to this in the car and stuff. I don't want you to crash. Yeah. Speaking of which, almost got into a little uh, little carnage action earlier. What um, happened there? Well, you know me. I like to use freeways. Um, and <laughs> so we're about to get off um, on this ramp or whatever, you know. You've been mm-hmm. in a car before, mm-hmm. and this guy's not letting me in, mm-hmm. and I got kind of a narrow window to get in there. Mm-hmm. He's not letting me in, so what I do is I let myself in. Uh, yeah, as a man is wont to do. He is not happy. Right. Not happy at all. But he wasn't paying attention. It's not my fault. I don't care if it's an old man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get home, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm going home. That's where I'm going. It wasn't that unsafe of a maneuver. Wasn't really my bad even. Anyway, <laughs> we get off, and he's clearly following me. And uh, I said, "You know what? That's all right. You know, sometimes when you know an exchange is about to happen, and you got the rearview mirror going, that's an advantage." Yeah, yeah. You read the face before the guy he pulls you. up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like, "Oh hell yeah! This guy looks like Droopy." <laughs> I'm like, dude, dumb on his ass. Dude, he looked like. He looked like if William Barr got AIDS. He was awesome. <laughs> anyway, so I, I I figure, hey, maybe he's just driving a, a little fast, and he's behind me. I'll I'll mm-hmm. give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe maybe that just he's just going home. Yeah. So I pull up to the first light. It's red. Um, thankfully, and get it over with quick. Mm-hmm. He swerves around behind me, screeches to a halt. For reference, this is like probably like a 1999 Buick, okay, something like that. Maybe like okay. an old Lincoln, yeah. But like one of those last like V6 uh, sedans they made, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, rolls down the window. He starts yelling before he rolls down the window. Which, hey, rookie mistake. Yeah. Come on, I man. go to roll down my window. Hey, I hit the wrong button. Start rolling down a different window. We're one and one. Hey, my girlfriend's in the car with me, so that was not a good look. Um, and then I get the right window after that, and he starts yelling. You know, he's, hey, you have any fucking idea of the accident you could have caused back there? And hey, this is a good one you can use if you're ever in a situation like this. You yeah. just don't change your face. And you say, honestly, man, I I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> because you just whatever they have ready, you're just hey. Mm-hmm. I know we both almost died. It's not something I'm worried about. I'm going to Panda Express right now. Yeah, yeah. You I, know, I, death to me is a is a release or whatever. Death, you, you know. know, death means I don't have this calculus test on Tuesday, oh, yeah, so right. we're gonna be fine. I don't have to pay you know? eight thousand dollars to the IRS. And then you know, sometimes in your head, you just 
I feel like I'm kind of a, a mean person, honestly. For sure, yeah. Fundamentally, I've realized I in the last few years, like it's not all just humor, you know. Like I'm a I fundamentally I feel the same way about myself. Dude, I've seen this guy's face for like a total of 15 seconds of my life, and he's just basically telling me to drive better. Yeah, you know, he's just asking me to be more careful, and I said, "Hey, learn how to drive, you fat piece of shit." <laughs> <laughs> and then we drive off, and he looked like he was about to start crying. Yeah, he like it like shook him. He yeah. didn't consider the fact that he was fat before. But <laughs> right, I can see right, it in his right. face. If you got if you got that bad of jowls, yeah, you're fat. Yeah, step out of the car. I know you're fat as fuck. Get out of there, boy. You know, uh, was he older? Yeah, he was older. You he was an old get, man. You can and you can diffuse road rage situations with like boomers and like older gen x guys by saying something really mean or really vulgar like people our age it's like for example like i was in high school and this guy cut me off and so i was behind him and then i got in front of him and cut him off and then he gets in front of me and slams on his brakes and then we pull into this gas station and he rolls his window down and goes to get out of the car i roll my window down and uh he was like you know what's up bitch like he was an older guy and i, I was just like what's up fucking you know you know, what are we doing? And I was like, uh, hey, suck my dick from the back. Fucking, I called him something that I won't repeat on this show, but I called him a really straight Jake, guy. Jake, Jake called him the N-word. He was an old white guy. Hey, suck my dick from the back, you fucking beep. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no I, call, I called him, a, I called him a, a super straight guy. And I, I don't think it was the slur that bothered him so much as I think it was the suck my dick from the back. Cause he kind of like if I if me and you were didn't know each other, and we're about to fight, and I say suck my dick from the back, you know that you know that phrase. That's fighting. That's fighting words. Or we might laugh, but then we're still probably going to fight. Like you might in your head think, I love that. That's funny. I like that phrase. I still don't. I still want to fight you. I remember he was kind of had this befuddled look on his face, like because you hear like he's old enough to know. Hey, suck my dick, buddy. Like that's been around a while. That's a bit. Hey, suck my dick, pal. Like, that's a 70s, 80s kind of suck my dick from the back is fairly, especially like 2012. This is a fairly new, <laughs> like, fairly yeah, new. new one. I, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, the, I've had a few where afterwards I was like, that wasn't, that was kind of, that wasn't that cool, really. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember one time, um, it was this dude and his girlfriend, and I, like, uh, I like pointed at her, or her. I looked her in the <laughs> eyes and pointed at her, and then sp- just pretended to fuck my steering column. <laughs> like I just started banging the fuck. Like my car was shaking. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, man. that's awesome. I, I, the thing about it doing it in Texas, and and I, I don't want to, I don't want to be just exclusive. People have guns everywhere, but like, especially here, man. Like. I, I read at least like once or twice a month about a road rage incident where like I'm from in the South Houston, Pasadena area where somebody's like, hey, why don't you suck my dick? And the guy's like, why don't you get fucked, buddy? And then the other guy's like, ah, I'm going to go to your house and fuck you. And then the other guy just blows his head off <laughs> like with a pistol like nobody road rage to me should be just all hands. Like, I'm not trying to sound like a like an old head that's like too many youngsters be playing with guns these days. Don't know how to. But to me, if I'm driving and you're driving, we're already taking part in an inherently dangerous activity. This is a dangerous thing we're doing. And if we want to fight, we should just throw them things. I don't 
I, it seems unfair, if, especially if I get a good burn on you. It's just like, hey, you might want to get home real quick. I think your wife's getting piped down by the mailman. Like, if I get your ass with something good, you shouldn't be able to just pull the Glock on me. And then I'm like, fuck, that's checkmate. Like, f- what else are you going to say? Like, the guy, if a guy pulls a gun on you and he's like, hey, I want you to suck your own penis right now, no matter what burn you just gave him, you got to be like, all right, <laughs> I, mean, I guess I can give it a go. It's been a little while, I suppose. But I feel like this, pulling the gun isn't fair. Like, not in a road, because the, the road rage scenarios are, are your chance to t- test the roast out. Like, because, of course, yeah. it's, it starts with, get you know, drive better, and then you're like, hey, why don't you get fucked? The other guy's like, suck my dick, and you're like, you're a fucking retarded animal. You should be put down by the state. And they're like, yeah. okay. If you get too mad, though, it's like, if I get too mad, I say something that's not cool. No, I'll say. Be like, I'll be like, yeah, get, get your fucking cock out of my mouth, dumbass. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. How yeah, about how, I come you, how about you fucking come jump in my car and rape me right now? <laughs> yes, yeah. Hey, how about I hop in your Denali and I fuck your wife and you at the same time? How about I come home and kill your fucking daughter? <laughs> yeah. my, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. objectively wouldn't do that. I don't know Cause why. I'm like, I, in altercations that I've had, road rage or not, like I, I with the shit talk, I just go zero to a hundred. It's like, hey, dude, what are we doing? <laughs> hey, man, hey, you need to chill the fuck out. Hey, what? Uh, hey. Like fuck you, and it's like, yeah, I'm. Gonna, hey, dude, I hope your dad gets raped by a fucking dog. Yeah. Like all your it, kids get molested every twenty minutes, no matter what you do. <laughs> While you're at home, the national guard's just running a train on your whole fucking dog, cat, hamster, gerbil, wife. Get fucked, man. Yeah, it's bad. I honestly should get shot. I feel like if you say some shit like that, and the other guy has a gun, maybe they. I recant. I backpedal. Hey, hey, buddy. Hey, uh, you got a kid at home? Yeah. What the fuck? Is that kid got like a guinea pig or something? Actually, we do. What the fuck? What's the big deal? I'm going to go to your house and I'm going to fuck your kid's guinea pig until it's in pieces. <laughs> that's just sort of what's going to happen now. And he pulls a gun out and kills me. But, I mean, at that point, that's what you deserve. <laughs> hey, man, I should really be put in prison for him. I keep, I've molested your whole family. <laughs> Hey, nice driving, asshole. Hey, man, I've been suplexing your wife in bed every night. Hey, man, I'm going to teach your son how to ride a bike and then fuck him in the back of the head. <laughs> it's like you, you like you're <laughs> all the years of like, uh, like, like a poorly adjusted human being and then like just weird TV stuff and then like a bad sense of humor and then just like. Yeah, being like a bitter, angry guy in general, like you. Yeah, why, why don't you lick my black, dirty ass, you <laughs> fucking dumb butt? I feel like you could. I mean, some of those I feel like would be good situational diffusers. Like if, like if you're like, I'm gonna fuck your wife. Like that's it. He's gonna shoot you. But if you're like, why don't you come slip on this big black pole, you fucking nasty gremlin? <laughs> like, like, like that. I feel like might make him laugh, and you might be able to go home. I don't know. <laughs> Why don't you come over here? I'm jacking off. <laughs> I'm pulling my pecker out right now. I'm pulling I on think it. About you, I think about you all night. I think about you at the hotel. I, I stay at the Best Western. I ain't had a house in six years. I'm alone out here, dude. I ain't got nothing going for me except me and you, baby, in the backseat of my sedona. Come finger your dog, dumbass. <laughs> what kind of dog you got, Concord? So, fuck, I don't like getting after them things. They're mean, but I guess I'll make it happen. Uh, yeah, the the whole, like... It's like a hack joke, but like saying gay stuff before you get into a fight. I feel like the the next level up from that is just like schizophrenia. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna make a soup out of your dog, dude. <laughs> make fucking. I'm gonna boil your cat. You got a cat at home? 
Your wife got any animals? Y'all, y'all adopt kids and stuff. I'm gonna make a stew out of your whole family, buddy. <laughs> I'm gonna make a brand new organ in your body just to fuck it. <laughs> hey, nice Denali, man. You get that from getting fucked by a, a giraffe a whole bunch? I bet you did. I've got a shrine to your lymph nodes at home. <laughs> Yeah, just scare your opponent. <laughs> I know how many bones you have. He's like, uh, the human body has 206. No, you've got 318 bones. <laughs> Half gonna, of them are mine. I, I'm going to get my bones in you, you fuck. Hey, how, many bones, a, hey, how many bones you got? You want, you want five more? <laughs> <laughs> you ever had a white boy in you, bud? Uh, yeah, you I mean, completely messed up the setup. Yeah, you yeah. ever gotten you ever gotten fucked by a white guy with, <laughs> with a medium dick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're trying to like do the whole like fucking like a, like a like a hack rose. Hey, you ever you ever yeah. had a had a white boy in your in your butt? <laughs> you ever fucked a a guy who had Down syndrome? <laughs> Well, your wife does every night, dumbass. And it's, and it's me. Yeah, it's me. Not only is your wife cheating on you, but I'm retarded. Yeah, we both are, you idiot. But yeah. you have it worse. Yeah, I'm the kind that can work at the store. You have to have, like, a caretaker and stuff. Yeah, I can drive a car and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I get to be in the movies. Remember that guy from The Ringer? That's me. Yeah, I'm 38 with a learner's permit, dumbass. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's awesome. Oh, I love that stuff. I uh kind of in the same vein. I don't know if I told you I was uh was in the parking lot of um was in the parking lot of Home Depot. Did I tell you about the Colin Ashley pig and that fucking family. We were in the parking lot at Home Depot and me and Ashley just call each other stupid shit that like inside the house is fine. Like call each other pig all the time. Like what's uh, what's her dinner, pig or whatever? And uh, we were we were at Home Depot, and I went to go get a shopping cart. And she was like, where are you going? And I was like, uh, sometimes we call Dolly Fat Pig. So I was like, I'm getting a shopping cart, Fat Pig. <laughs> Just to her. <laughs> Which, like, is it? we call each other that all the time. But there was this family that was, like, loading a fucking uh, a bunch of pottery shit into their car, and they looked... <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess they... Th- I don't know what they... I mean, I just, like, I was getting a shopping cart, fat pig. I love you. Like, to her. And then they just... I look over and they're like... <laughs> the husband's just, like, looking at me like... the f- <laughs> Like, the wife is, like, trying not to make eye contact. His wife's in the passenger seat like, come here, rape man. <laughs> come here, Ted Bundy. I love you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Dude, getting... Uh, uh, you ever watched your dad almost get into a fight with anybody? With a lady once. Hell yeah, for real. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't think he was gonna throw hands with her. Oh, he was just having a heated conversation. He got it. He got it. He was our. Uh, we had a little like a little dribblers type thing, like a youth basketball league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was little. Little dribblers and, is that what you? Were yeah, called? they called it little dribblers. That's awesome. Um, uh, and there was one game where uh, this special dude on the other team, I don't know what he had going on. He might have just been a dumbass. I don't know. Yeah. But he was real strong, hard to guard. Yeah. Low center of gravity on him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was never dunking, but, you know, make a yeah. good – if he was about two <laughs> feet taller, make a good center. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, real special guy. Anyway, um, <laughs> so he just starts fucking throwing hands on oh, the nice. middle of the court with one of nice. our dudes. One of our one of our dudes named by the guy. Named by the guy. Mm-hmm. That's how we talk out here. Guy by the name of Trey, I believe, or maybe something else. Who knows? Anyway, he just defends himself, and there was no like. These are like first graders. Yeah, nobody's first throwing combos. Yeah, and it wasn't. You didn't see like a knockout or anything. Yeah, yeah. It was like people were just confused. It was an awful. Anyway, yeah. afterwards, the other kid's mom apparently thought my dad was that kid on our team's dad, and my dad didn't like beat. He didn't like scream at anybody. Yeah, he just was like, "All right, you know, get off each other or whatever." Yeah, and that lady was like acting like. We had set up a plan to like win that, to like rig that game mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever. And it's like nobody gave a fuck. No, I, I haven't. My dad doesn't really. Um, I don't think I've ever. Uh, I've seen him mad before, but not. He's not like a super impulsive type guy. Yeah, I feel. Um, I mean, I think I was thinking about this the other day. It's like I think it's like a rite of passage for a son to see his dad at least one time get angry in a way that like doesn't tip I don't know like my dad we were at a uh, a concert we were at a Jane's Addiction concert and uh, maybe I've told you this before but uh, you know Jane's Addiction they sing that song Jane says yeah yeah. yeah well the lead singer of that band is Dave Navarro I think he's a bass player he had that uh, tattoo show, uh, Miami Ink, or whatever the fuck. And uh, my dad and his friend Michael Hale, uh, they were there together. And uh, Mike throws his uh, his like shitty Dollar General, like uh, like the type of hat that a Mexican like landscaper wears. It's like a cowboy hat, but it's made of like wheat. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah, like yeah, not straw either. It's like a very flimsy like. It's like plastic somehow, yeah, it's like but vinyl. like made. Yeah, yeah. Like made to look like, like straw or some yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah. He throws that hat up on stage, and then Dave Navarro takes it, puts it on his head, and he plays with it for a bit or whatever. Play a couple songs, and then Dave Navarro throws the hat back out, and you know people start to try and catch it. Whatever. My dad fucking jumps up. The most athleticism I'd seen from him at that point. <laughs> It was like a six-foot vertical. I'm just kidding. It wasn't that high. But he's like, ah, reaches up and grabs it and then, like, starts wearing the hat. And his friend Mike is like, hey, man, I want that hat. Dave Navarro wore it or whatever. These are two grown men, by the way. And Dave Navarro at that point, he's like a Twinkie, like, his, you know, like, he's like a skinny, like, it was very, it was very gay a little bit. It was a little gay. And uh, my dad was like, no, you threw it up there. He threw it back. I got it. <laughs> They're both shit hammered, and Mike's like, "Dude, it's literally my hat. I got it from Dollar General." <laughs> and like, they're still playing. People are like, ah. like, I'm just sitting here watching. I'm drinking a Sprite. I'm like 13, and uh, Mike's like, "Dude, just give me the fucking hat back. I just want my hat." My dad's like, "I'm wearing this fucking hat, dude," and that's the end of it. Dave Navarro wore this hat, and this is fucking my hat now. I don't. We can stop this. And Mike's like, Dave, I'm going to beat your fucking ass, man. You're going to give my hat back. And without saying anything, my dad just like gets this close to him and just squares up. And it's like, if you're going to do this, do it now. 
<laughs> like very kind of like not like hey buddy like it was the kind of intimidating where you're like it's believable because anybody can be like oh you're a fucking piece of shit bro I'll kick your ass but just the kind of like hey man if we're gonna do this i gotta get back and get a Michelob. so if we're gonna fight we need to do it in the next minute <laughs> like just kind of very like operationally matter of fact and on the way home i was like hey man i don't mean to be and my dad's like, you know, it's fucking to style. He's all, he's like, I would have knocked that motherfucker's ass, head clean off his ass. It'd have been over. Mike's a pussy. And I was like, isn't Mike like your best friend? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> he was like, uh, I was like, I don't mean to be like, you know, like a dickhead or whatever, dad, but you guys were about to beat each other senseless over a hat because another man wore that hat. Is that like a little weird to you? And he was like, no, Dave Navarro is a legend. And I, and I was like, yeah, but it's like, what makes it special? It's like, Dave Navarro wore that hat. And I was like, it's just kind of gay, don't you think? And he gets real serious, and he's like, don't ever fuck. <laughs> like, hey, you just shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, he would do this thing where, like, he, uh, I w- this was at a celebration of life, so this was, like, secondhand info, but I buy it. His friend Greg was there, and I had I barely remember him from when I was a baby, but we were just, like, talking shit, and, and uh, Greg was, uh, we were sharing stories or whatever, and I told him that, and he's like, yeah, I remember Mike, he was a piece of shit, and I was like, y'all are all just, <laughs> anyway, I was like, are you guys all pieces of shit, or is it just one of you, or how's this work, anyway, he was like, yeah, you know, me and your dad were in our 20s before you were born, uh, we would be driving up into downtown Houston to go score some coke. And, uh, man, I'd be doing, like, 85 in your dad's Thunderbird. My dad had, like, worked a tugboat job for, like, mm-hmm. a year, and then he saved up money to, like, not move out of his mom's place, but to buy a T-Bird that he flipped in, like, two weeks. <laughs> it's just, like, one of the coolest things. He's like, yeah, I had a really cool car for, like, 13 days. <laughs> but anyways, like, I was like, of course your dad's too fucked up. He can't even drive his own Thunderbird, so I'm fucking driving it. And, uh, man, I'd be doing, like, 85, and uh, I can hear your dad back there fucking railing lines, and uh, and all of a sudden, it would get real quiet. And I was like, ah, oh, Dave's fucking, Dave's too fucked up. I hope he doesn't throw up in his own car. And then, all of a sudden, your dad would reach around the driver's side and start punching me in my mouth <laughs> in the car, like, going, like, 80 miles an hour on the freeway. And I was like, what Like, what for? And he's like, I guess I played too much Motley Crue. I don't know, man. Like, he would just be as like, I was just driving, and all of a sudden I'm just getting, like, almost knocked out. <laughs> and I was like, man, that sounds really shitty. He's like, yeah, you know, I'd, like, pull off on the side of the road, and then we would get into a fight, and then he'd get tired, and then you'd fall asleep in the back of the car. The way he described it is like when you get a puppy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, they just want to bite you all the time. He's like, yeah, you just got to wear him out. That's really all we figured out as a group is you just got to, like, so like if he does a bunch of blow, you gotta like basically have him run laps in the yard to get him tired so you can get him <laughs> home. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I hope I can do that with my kid if I ever have one. You gotta I think you gotta fuck your kids up in just the right amount of way. Cause every kid I know whose parents were like stable and married and loved each other, they're fucking weird. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know, maybe I maybe I have too many friends that came from like shitty you know, like you know, were like troubled kids or whatever. But anytime I meet somebody who's, I go to their house or when I was younger, and their parents are married and they're like eating dinner together and they're like, "I love you, honey," and they're like, "I love you too." It's like, ah, you know. I mean, I don't know. Your parents are still married, so I guess. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But I mean, 
mean, like you've got you you've got like a big family. Emotionally, I think I'm just talking. Yeah, my about, family's weird though. Like I'm talking about like only children. I think like kids whose parents like they just had one. And it's like everything's pretty stable. Like if they want a toy or something, it's like you know, or like it, they're just like the, the problem with only children. I feel I feel like you can be a normal only child, but also sometimes, and I feel like you can be a normal only child growing up with money, probably. But if you've never like gotten hit in the head with a skateboard or anything, yeah, <laughs> I feel yeah. like that's a factor. You know, like yeah, for sure. I didn't grow up dirt poor by any means. Um, cause I know people who did, but, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes you just like, somebody just throws a rock at your head yeah. or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you like, you, sometimes you just see like, I mean, in my case, it's like, sometimes you just see your uncle like, like throw up from like eating too much ham <laughs> and like, maybe you see your cousin, like, you know, he's so fat that like he falls down at Golden Corral and has to like get wheeled out on a stretcher you're like oh okay like that's that's the kind of stuff that like can shape your reality in a certain way not traumatic it's not like being like trafficked or anything but it's like oh that's 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 definitely gonna like make me probably annoying later because i thought that was really funny you know what i mean yeah no I, i know what you mean i feel like a lot of families grow up with like I feel like if you have an inferiority complex, you like accidentally put it into your kids a lot of time, whether you have money or you don't. For sure. I feel like that's a factor there. Like if if you grew up rich and so did your parents and so did theirs, you're probably not going to grow up thinking like, "Oh god, nobody from my nobody from my family ever grows up to be shit," you know? Yeah, right. Like right. you're more likely to be cocky, but even if like, I don't know, like growing up, I in my mind it was like my f- family was like embarrassing or whatever. Same, it, yeah. It, they now looking back, it's like everybody's families were like pretty fucked up in some in some ways, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah nobody gets off scot free. I think it's just like definitely some are weirder than others. <laughs> like, uh, like I remember my house was one of the houses that people like to hang out at because my dad just let us do whatever. Like, I couldn't go to my friend, like, I don't know. I couldn't go to Sam's house because Sam's parents were married. And Sam's parents were, like, normal parents. And so, of course, they're not going to let us stay up till 7 in the morning, like, eating Adderall and drinking, like, Coors and, like, fist fighting in the backyard. And then it's like, I was like, oh, we'll just go to Jake's house because his dad just, like, <laughs> sits in the backyard and listens to Metallica. We could probably kill each other, but he would never notice. Or he might encourage it, you know. <clears throat> But I guess, like, having had friends that, like, came from, like, a lot of money, it's it's weird, like, when I first met them and they're, like, they would be, like, ah, oh, you know, I'm, like, depressed or whatever. I'm, like, how? You get you get to have, like, a boat? <laughs> I worry. I think, I think rich people worry from what I've seen, from what I've seen now, because I really didn't, I really didn't know any wealthy people growing up i thought i did i didn't i thought yeah. being wealthy was you like make six have, have, have a pool yeah 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 um but i've met a, a couple like wealthy people now and i would say like they were it seems like they worry just as much if not more in general yeah in general they worry but it's about stuff that you would you and i would never think to worry about that oh much. yeah 
yeah. you know like like if i see i don't know like if uh if i make a doctor's appointment and then they call me the day before and they're like hey can you move it you know yeah for me i'm like that's good i didn't have the money f- for the doctor's appointment <laughs> yeah, and yeah. i wasn't gonna show up yeah so that worked out perfect for me uh-huh you know but if i don't know and it's a bit, I think that's I'm over generalizing a lot. It's just like the few people that I've met. I feel like I remember overhearing my friends' dads talk about paying property taxes on their second homes. These are my friends I met in college, and uh, we were at my buddy's graduation party at his dad's big ass house, and they were like back there, like smoking cigar, doing like rich white guy shit that like from movies, like drinking scotch and like it's like yeah, you know the Jacksonville mansion, I. Uh, Paid like ninety two grand on that. His friends like, man, they got me for the house in Lake Tahoe, one hundred and ten. And they're really legi- like they legitimately bummed out about that. In my head, I was like, I would probably kill somebody for just to have a, that money. <laughs> like just whatever you paid in taxes, I probably I'd kill a dog. I think, like, I'd probably kill a dog for a hundred grand. Would you kill a dog for a hundred grand? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's dude, the argument? Holy shit. What? Dude, I've seen like, not exaggerating, dude. I've seen like 500 geese in the last few minutes. Something bad's happening to you. Giant man. swarms are coming Big back fuckers. from Africa or wherever. <laughs> and yeah, The noble African geese. <laughs> and what if... What if Dude, what if it turned out that geese were actually just going on a damn walk with their cousin, and they were probably just they were smoking, smoking that smoke. shit, yeah, zonking that probably. stuff. But yeah, I think uh, I think it's funny if you hear a, a rich guy talking about taxes, he probably hasn't been rich that long. I mean, I feel like I feel like that comes with like getting rich and then buying shit. Not knowing how it all works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, they're just greedy. Yeah, that's true. I mean, this is the first year that I've ever made over, like, $50,000. God damn, another, sorry, another giant flock. (laughs) Holy shit. And I, like, somehow owe the IRS a bunch of money, and I'm like, this sucks. I remember when I used to make $13,000. And uh, or like like maybe like fifteen or sixteen, and it's like oh I don't, at least I don't owe any money. Like that was a comfort in that, you know. Like uh, like when you get your tax return and it's like yearly wages eighteen thousand dollars. You're like solid, and you go to do your tax return and you get back like a hundred and fifty bucks. You're like that's gonna last me, you know, like a long time or whatever. Like that's gonna that's really gonna give me a cushion. I can buy a pack of cigarettes, fill the gas tank up, you know. And now I'm a millionaire. And now I get fucking a million dollars a month from the podcast or whatever. Dude, I made from January to through most of August last year. Pod money aside, I made $16,000. <laughs> That's so awesome, dude. Yeah. That's so sick. That's less than I made in that period the year before. That's crazy. At the same job. Um, taxes I, I got that in the mail and I was like, hell yeah, man. I made like, I made like two thirds of a Kia Sorento. 
It's like eighteen hundred a month or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. Pretty awesome. Being alive is is so sick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love and it. Every day, every day gets easier. Every, every day. day. Every day is a winding road. Um, but you know, you know, what we do we hustle. Yeah, I was hustle, I was Jake. logging into my Andrew Tate's Hustler University yesterday, and uh, they got a new class on there. Um, it's called uh, it's like how to make money, uh, beating beating your shit off like a fucking like a bug. Are you captivated by all the geese flying Bro, around? It is. There are. <laughs> Thousands of geese, probably. <laughs> They're coming for just, you. Just, just flying over Fort Worth right now. Sorry, I got a double window set up here, so I got basically the best seat in the house when it comes to geese. Yeah, yeah. And you're you you have a. Uh, oh, by the way, did they ever get your? Did they? Did you ever get Adderall? I heard there was like a fucking there was a drought. Uh, oh, buddy, I get Adderall. <laughs> um, no, I had to. So basically, there is a drought. What I had to do was I got my prescription filled, sent it to the pharmacy, and they said, oh, we're out. Mm-hmm, yeah. I said, okay, can you transfer it to a different branch of the same, like yeah. a, a different CVS branch or whatever? Yeah, yeah, they said, yeah. no. They said, no, you're, god damn, another fucking, sorry. I know nobody can see this, and I'm not going to take a picture of it. There are thousands of geese in Fort Worth right now. Anyway... <laughs> So basically, um, what was I? Adderall, CBS. Adder- yeah, Adderall. As you can tell, I only take it in the mornings. <laughs> but um, so basically, what I ended up having to do was I called around, and every pharmacy, it, they were basically saying you can't just have an Adderall prescription sent to a different pharmacy. Yeah, Your yeah. doctor has to write. A new pharmacy, a new um, script, and send it to a new joint. Script, yeah, every single time to see. And I said, "Hey, how about this? <laughs> how about you go back there for me? Uh huh. How about you look? Mm-hmm. First one said no, no way, can't do it. I can't look back there. It's, it's against the law. If I looked back there, somebody would know. <laughs> second, second one, I said, "Hey, how about this, sweetheart? How about you go back there for me? Yeah." You get you get little daddy's numbers. You mm-hmm. see, before I get this prescription sent out, all right. I want I want to know you'll do a good job for me. All right, because uh-huh. daddy needs his little pills so he can drive in the morning. <laughs> and she she took good care of me. Another another goddamn swarm of geese. I'm tired of these motherfuckers at this point. No longer the beauty of nature. I'm thinking. What if you go outside and they're all in your front yard? Like yeah, Ten thousand of them. I would snap one of these motherfuckers' necks. They're mean, dude. Have, They'll fuck not, you up. To not, no, to to save twelve dollars on chicken. <laughs> um, geese. I think I could probably kill a geese in almost any way and not feel bad, other than torturing it. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> would you kill a geese for? No, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, that's not true, and that I would feel bad no matter how I did it. Oh, not okay. that I, I would also feel bad killing it casino style, but <laughs> that would be. Interesting. I think, um, I don't know. If you had to kill a geese, how would you do it? My grandma, uh, this was secondhand from my dad. My dad, my grandma grew up on a farm before they moved to Pasadena. Uh, 
and uh, or he would go visit the family. I don't fucking remember. Anyway, and uh, he would tell me that when it was time for dinner, his mom, my grandma, would go out and get a chicken, and uh, and she'd be like, "Go, you know, go play." And then he would go play, and then he'd come back, and there would be a chicken in the oven. And he was like, oh. And he's like, I knew that the chicken she went and got, he was like talking, he's like, I knew the chicken she went and we got, like, was a chicken we were eating. But, you know, I just figured I was a kid, you know, I figured the chicken had died of natural causes. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the concept yeah, of yeah. killing it never, and then he's like, I got a little bit older, and they moved. But my dad's, my, my granddad's sister, my great aunt, they stayed in uh, East Texas. And so they would all go for like Thanksgiving and have a big feast and they grow all their own food out there and, and uh, whatever. And he's like, I was probably like 12. And uh, it's like my, you know, my mom was like, David, go out there and get a chicken from the coop. Get actually get two of them. My dad's like, what the, f- what? He's like, go grab two chickens. And he was like, okay. So he goes out, chases these chickens around for like half an hour, and then grabs two of them and then brings them. And he was like, my mom takes one of the chickens and she goes, do it like this. This is how we prep the chicken. She grabs a chicken by its neck and then just does this number, <laughs> like snaps its fucking neck. And then, she, and then the chicken's dead, obviously. And she's like, now, you, you know, your turn. And he's like, you're just holding this chicken and it's not having a good time. It's a chicken. It's got claws and shit. And she's like, you got to, you know, the chicken's going to scratch you and bite you. The longer you hold the chicken, the greater you are at risk for injury. Because it's a chicken and it's fucking an, an, it's a wild animal, basically. So anyway, you know, he kills the chicken. But he told he was like, you don't know, like, you're, you're an idiot. You're a kid. So you're like, oh, the chicken died. I thought the same thing, dude. Like, really up until I think I was like, I watched that. Like, we watched some documentary in health class. I forget. It was on, like, factory farming or whatever. I think I was in, like, eighth grade. So maybe I was, like, 13 or 14. But I was, like, pretty fucking old. Like, old to not know. Just naive. I was, like, all of the animals that go to McDonald's for food, to be food, they just got old. (laughs) They just got old and died. Um, All the hamburger meat, the chicken meat, the turkey meat. Basically, or, like, in my childish stupid head, it was, like, they were on a farm and they were like, I'm ready to be killed, sir. And, you know, they got turned into meat or whatever. And, of course, you watch one of those videos and they're, like, basically in hell. <laughs> like, from birth till death. Uh, but that to answer your question, if I would kill a geese, I'd probably try to do it the, the old-fashioned way. You just kind of grab its neck and nunchuck its ass in a circle for, like, four or five minutes and then it's dead. That's pretty thoughtful, actually. <laughs> How would you do it? I'd probably fuck it to death. <laughs> I don't know how I, long it Here's take. the thing, man. I don't know. I guess we've been friends long enough where I was, when I asked that question, I had like a dialogue tree pop in my head, like a video game. It was potential Thomas responses for how would you kill the geese. And it were percentages, like when you're going to kill an enemy in Fallout, and it was like 22%, uh, oh, I'd stab it and I'd shoot it. Like 15%, oh, I'd euthanize it peacefully. And then like 76%, oh, I'd fuck it to death. And then I clicked that option in my head, and then you said it. I just, I just figured, yeah, yeah, yeah you know. That's okay. I mean. <laughs> what I'm saying is you're getting predictable, man. You got to switch it up. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. I got one word in my mind right now. Okay. And I'm about to get real unpredictable. All right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. 
<laughs> I got one. I got the most unpredictable word. I got word the most America. unpredictable <laughs> word imaginable. <laughs> yeah. The, get ready. Get ready. Uh, unicorn. <laughs> That's awesome stuff. Dude, we need to start getting fucking random, uh, like random XD again. Yeah, yeah. Like Invader Zim type stuff. RAR. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to. I think I'm at. I, that shit, you know, fashion works in cycles and so does culture. So I feel like we're going to get another, like, right wing swing of culture here pretty soon. Uh, you know. So maybe we'll get like after that you get like two thousand two edgy, which is like I, taco taco unicorn poop or whatever the fuck that shit was. Uh, and I'll be like forty and I'll be saying stuff like that to kids on the internet, you know, just because I have my, I'm young at heart. And uh, we've talked about yeah. this. You've always told me that I'm really young at heart. And yeah. That uh, I have like a childish disposition about me, um, and that, that kids, you know, kind of gravitate towards me because of how good I am with them and how much I understand them. Yeah, I'm not too good with kids or adults, really. <laughs> um, I'm kind of just like a guy who like hates. Yeah. Uh, living things. I mean, I, I've told you before. I, I am an abuser. I. Um, <laughs> I want. I like to manipulate. I like to. I like to gaslight. Um, the other day, uh, I was actually. I was at Home Depot. Right, right. I don't know if I told you about this, and um, some whore came up to me. Some, <laughs> some, some cunt with a name tag on. Mm-hmm. And basically, what I did was I just I grabbed her heart right out of her fucking chest, and, and I ripped <laughs> ripped it out, and I threw it in a big pile of mulch. <laughs> Anyway, hey, uh, yeah, it, like you were saying, yeah. I, I don't think I'd like to kill a goose. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't like to kill anything. When I was a kid, I used to kill ants, and I feel bad about that now. I used to get big rocks. I'd destroy ant piles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same with praying mantises, because I thought they could kill you. <laughs> yeah. And that was really more on my parents than me, yeah. for just not explaining what a praying mantis is. Mm-hmm. Because uh, my sister got cut by a praying mantis when she was a kid, uh, okay. and needed like one stitch. So they were like, "This animal finger. must be put down." Yeah, I didn't understand stitches aren't that big of a deal yeah. when there's like one or two of them. Yeah, like you don't want to get them, right? Right, but it's not a huge deal. But when somebody says, "Oh, I had to get four stitches," that means they like slipped cutting an onion or something. Yeah, yeah. If they say, "Yeah, I had to get a hundred stitches," that's not good. No, that's, typically, that's typically, you but it's got still it. usually you're a pussy if you complain about it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I keep getting a car wreck. Shut up, <laughs> shut up. And then after they say that, you know what you start doing? What? You start doing the random dance. Oh yeah, you start doing the ooey ooies. Yeah, on their bodies and their butt cheeks. <sighs> Dude, we should become clowns. I mean, I feel. I like was thinking. I, I feel like uh, stand up is played out. Mm-hmm. Sketch comedy is played out. We need to become clowns and start getting goofy with it. Mm-hmm. Travel the world, mm-hmm. ma- making kids laugh with our songs and dance. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, I actually wanted to go the other way with it. I think I want to be the kind of stand up comic that preaches about like culture war stuff, about like freedom of speech stuff. Like I want to be the guy that's like you know. And here's the thing, we don't listen to each other anymore, you know. We used to listen to each other in this country. And I do that for like nine minutes. And then I get out like on CBS somehow or something. You know what I'm saying? Like I just kind of... I want to be the next Andrew Schultz. I'm going to be like... The next Yo, 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 this Trump motherfucker a bitch. Y'all heard about him? (laughs) Y'all, my people know I'm talking about. Yeah. I, uh, I don't... I got a leather jacket on. 
Man, God, God damn, it is cold as a motherfucking. I tell you what, boy. Start like, it's like clearly why guys start like, hey guys, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Yeah, man? yeah. He, you're My doing name's booze. Thomas. I'll be your motherfucking host for the, for the evening. evening. My God damn, it is colder than a motherfucker <laughs> up in here. Oh, good Lord. I was eating awesome. pussy at the bus stop the other day, and, and a dog came up on me and started licking my butt cheeks while I was getting after it. Is it just me, or is these Atlanta bitches whack as hell nowadays? <laughs> they used to, back in the 90s, you could get pussy for a piece of crack rock. You feel me? Everybody, woo! And now you got to buy the bitch a Nissan Sentra. I uh, I was watching the Cat Williams uh fuck I forget it something oh Pimp Chronicles yeah 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 last night while yeah. I studied and um, at the show Andre three thousand was like front row mm-hmm. first of all which I found funny but he like comes out and it's like more people it's like a state of the union mm-hmm. basically yeah he's yeah, live yeah. in Atlanta. Um, that's not why it was a state of the union. I'm saying that because there were like several thousand people there. Right, right, right. Don't take that out of context. <clears throat> anyway, he comes out. There's like 15 women with him, like bring him in, uh, like a chalice, yeah, and shit. And he just starts talking about like, girls, don't you ever let no man determine your self worth, because your self worth ain't about how no man treats you, bitch. <laughs> it's about how you look at yourself. How can a grown man? To have anything to do with your self worth, you bitch. He, Why? Cat Williams is the king of like just saying a, he's like so good at being like one second he's like, you get your dick sucked in a, in the parking lot of a Popeyes, that's that that's how you know you made it. And then the next one he's like, uh, why are we over there killing all them brown people in the Middle East? <laughs> like it'll be like Clearly, like, uh, like I don't know, I don't know what type of comedy you call it. Just like you ever get your penis sucked so good you gotta wipe your ass, like that type of shit. Yeah. And then the yeah. next joke, he's like, he, he's like naming like war generals. He's like, you know, Saddam second in command. Not, he crazy as hell. And we go over there in the CIA, like, <laughs> like he'll start dropping like, like weird like, and, and it's like. Not to say that, like, it's just, it's funny because there were so many, t- like, eras of him. He has that insurgents bit that was so funny where it's like, like, uh, like, you just, like, calling people insurgents, uh, like, bombing, like, when they bomb poor people and innocent people, if you just call them insurgents, Americans will get behind it. It's like, I don't know no motherfucking insurgents or whatever. It's like a, a really popular bit. But he would also, yeah, be like, girl, ever eat your ass and make you do the cartoon wolf eyes from Looney Tunes and you got to call into work the next day because you're still trying to roll your eyeballs up and put it back in your head? I'm like, oh, God damn. Like, such a such an eclectic. Oh, I wanted to tell you, and I, I'll tell you, it doesn't matter. I just don't want to name him on the show because I don't know. I don't know if it's true, but somebody who I know who used to do stand up with back in the day and like was. Didn't know Andrew Schultz, but uh, was like in the same kind of, I guess, scene as him. Said that the voice is relatively new. Like he says, it's not completely made up. Like he, like he, w- he would do like in the early days. Like he did kind of have like a, like a kind of like a New York kind of hey, hey, what's up, y'all? Like what's going on? But the like facts, bro. And when you and when and when a girl be calling you on your cell phone, like that shit is like within the last four, <laughs> like the last four years. 
No, that's what's up. Which I is, think I think that's cool. I'd be too. Start. Like I, he was. He needs to open the door for us. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. For sure. And, and I don't know if that's true. Yeah, that guy could have been bullshitting. But to me, it was funny. Like if it is true, it's funny to like kind of hit a plateau in your career. Like maybe you're featuring, you know, and uh, like you're opening up for big comedians. You're doing a half hour. You know, maybe you just did your first hour and like you're, it's plateauing. You know, nobody's calling and you're like, God damn it, man. Is it my outfits? Like, is my material getting stale? Like, I feel like I've really been hitting my stride. And then you're like, you know what I need to do? I need to start talking like a black guy from 2003. <laughs> like, in, like, like in an AT Aliens, like, music video. Like, one of the sketches from the early, like, out, you know, like, yeah. early outcasts where, like, the guy comes up with a boost mode when he's like, yo, Andre. I heard you be macking on a bitch from down no way. And then the beat drops. Like, I, like doing that voice. And it, it worked. I mean, maybe if it's not made up, whatever. That's how he talks. But if it is, it's brilliant. That's a brilliant shift. One of my favorite Patrice O'Neill bits is where he's basically, he's basically talking about how, like, he's, basically, he's saying that men don't want, like, they don't want their girlfriend to be somewhere else they just they want them to be like in an air vent or something <laughs> yeah in the yeah. house like yeah, like yeah. he was like don't be on the couch next to me but like just be like up in the rafters somewhere <laughs> yeah yeah and then in the same bit he talks he like he he basically says he hates women because they they make sandwiches with weird bread and they put like bean sprouts on them uh. but he just like slips that in there where it's like that's like a punchline. Yeah. But he just does it like he's just talking. Like he just slips it in there so well. During the I haven't I don't have the app, so I don't see it anymore, obviously, but there was like a little era um where I was seeing uh I do this thing where I'll like will hate follow certain accounts to piss myself off. And a lot of them are the like the Andrew Tate like adjacent shit like men going their own way because it just it makes me fucking mad. I don't know. I'm stupid. It's very weird, but I just like to piss myself off sometimes with content. And uh, people started putting Patrice O'Neill bits alongside, like, uh, Travis Bickle from Taxi Driver, like, walking alone in the rain <laughs> and trying to, like, you know, like, they're like uh, aesthetic posters. Like, they would do the same thing with, like, Ryan Gosling from Drive, where, like, the scene of Ryan Gosling and he's wearing the jacket and they would put, like, a song behind it with text that's like, yeah, yeah. do your best, work hard, you know, shit like that. But yeah, it would like, and they would do this in earnest. So it would be like, you know, Robert De Niro wearing the coat and he's like, the, you know, the scum, the whores. The, the, the. But instead of that, it would be Patrice O'Neill like, women, the thing about it is when they go to make you a sandwich, you just want meat and bread and cheese, maybe. And they'd be putting lettuce on it. And like, all, <laughs> like, which is clearly like, I know he had some like, quote unquote, like maybe massage material, but like clearly he's being, he's being stupid. Like, this is a joke. And then all the comments are like, yeah, I hate when my wife makes me a really... Like, just, like, guys who are complaining, like, they just hate women. And then they, like, take this bit as, like, dude, when my wife makes me a sandwich and she puts fucking, like, hummus on it, God, it pisses me off. <laughs> like, like they're taking it to... Like, they're, they're taking it seriously, which, like, the whole thing... Yeah, c c a, a big part of, like, Patrice's thing was, like... I'm not saying he wasn't an asshole or anything, but, like, was... Like kind of exaggerating. You yeah, know, yeah. Like, it was like, a like when he would be like, "Don't you hate it when a bitch puts her leg over your leg?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just like hot and sweaty yeah. and fucking awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, don't you hate it when a bitch wears sunglasses? <laughs> shit like that. I hate it when a woman be sipping a cold glass of Coca Cola because they be going. 
That should be. What is you fucking Charlie Brown <laughs> drinking soda in the house? <laughs> I uh, the <laughs> that whole like, what am I looking for? Like that whole side of like Instagram and TikTok is like, it's so funny because I know that it's probably like teenage guys, and then or that are like old men, like men in their fifties, and maybe not all like middle aged men, because. They're like okay, so everybody was dunking on this dude yesterday. He was like, I logged into Tinder in my area and I set the age range from eighteen to twenty six, and then I put at parameters Catholic, and then I put parameters right wing, and then I put parameters traditional, and nobody came up. Like, what's going on? And I, I don't know. I want to believe they're joking. Like they're getting one over on everybody. Because if you're joking, that's very funny. That guy. Uh you know who that guy is? Yeah, the Miles guy or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he was in Kabul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Ukraine and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He uh Anyway. He interesting guy. Those guys I'm not I'm not giving him a shout out, but it's yeah. you know, you got to hand it to him where you got to hand it to him. I don't understand like if they're joking very funny. If they're being serious, it's like there's something to that movement where I'm like you're not going to find a based broodmare wife on an app designed for college students to, like, meet up and do jello shots off of each other's, like, fucking nutsacks and shit. Like, Tinder and that shit and Bumble is for, like, yuppies and college. That's what it's for. If you... It, listen, if you're out there and you're listening to this show and you're, like, a based trad guy, which I'm sure there's a handful, if you want, like, a fucking wife to come in that won't fucking argue with you, that won't nag you, that won't, like, talk back... You're not going to, first of all, I saw a meme that was like, um, I'm only going to marry either a Russian woman or a, a Hispanic woman because they are obedient and they uh, obey, their hu- obey their husbands. And I was like, do you like not listen to any racist comedy from Mexican comedians? The whole cliche about Hispanic women is that they'll kill you. <laughs> like, I don't know where, like you must be taking in the wrong info. Anyway, like if you want a fucking based wife. Go. You have to join the Amish. You have to. Watch any documentary about the Amish. Watch any show where they follow them around. The husband is like, I'm going to go chop wood for like 11 hours. You stay in here and cry and make bread. And the lady's like, absolutely, I'll do that for you. And also wear a big hat and a fucked up dress. And, uh, and then I'm going to come home later and then we're going to have sex, but I have to like put a blanket over you. And then I'm going to like slap you around a little bit. I'm going to go to bed. And she's like, that sounds awesome. I love that type of stuff. You have to join the Amish. You, you're not going to go and find any of that shit on Bumble or fucking Tinder or fucking whatever the fuck. You have to be willing to date a mentally disabled woman. I've been telling these guys. <laughs> yeah. They have, the, these women, they'll, they'll eat cheese that's with you. <laughs> yeah. They'll go to the park with you. You'll have to swing them on the swings, but that's okay. You can handle that. You're a big, strong boy, aren't you? Yeah. They don't, they, you know, they love theme parks. They love Tonka trucks. A lot of them are tall enough to go on some of the rides, yeah. so that's, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. They listen to they you. Lo- they would, I, they would love to have a golf cart and drive around the neighborhood while you're at work. <laughs> yeah. They'll never you know, cheat on the, you, you know. No, you, can, you have to. You can impregnate them as many times as you want, you know. Yeah, because it's it's like a, it, their wombs are just shaped like a little cube. <laughs> it's like three D printers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't. Granted, they can't take baths unattended right. and stuff like that. 
But, you know, there's a lot you can do. I mean, look, I mean, look, here's the thing, man. If you if you want to narrow it down that much, you got to look at all the possibilities. Right. Because let's be real, man. You're not bagging a Russian model. All right? That's not happening. It. You live in America, you're much more likely to find a Latina wife. And guess what? A lot of them are really annoying. <laughs> so that's a curveball you weren't yeah, expecting. Yeah, yeah. It's like take I've actually talked to women before. <laughs> a lot of them are great. Some of them, they can meet your ideal standards. They could be beautiful. You talk to them and you just you don't <laughs> hey, you don't feel nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. I've yeah. talked to some in my younger days, talked to some attractive women mm-hmm. who just Hey, maybe they had weird voices. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they sounded like one of my dad's friends, and I didn't want to have that in my brain. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. I don't want to fuck a girl who sounds like George Lopez. <laughs> you know, yeah. regardless of race, I was I wasn't saying all. It's okay, just buddy. Most just it's a, com- it's a comedy them. show. It's all right. Hey, once it, once they hit two twenty, you know, they all sound like Gabriel Iglesias. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's another thing. If you find a nice submissive wife. She's gonna get real fat. <laughs> she's gonna, yeah, yeah. She's gonna know. She's gonna know her role. Yeah, and it's about the same role as a washing machine. Yeah. in your dream that you fuck. So if that's what you want, yeah. If you want a woman who only cooks, cleans, and stays home, yeah. And you don't want her going to the gym or whatever. Exactly. She's she's barely gonna fit through doorways by like year ten. She's fucked. Yeah, she's gonna look like a dude named Gus. <laughs> so. You have fun with that man. I, I know he sucks, and like, but he, he one of his older videos, he, Sam Hyde was like, "Stop DMing me asking, you know, asking to find. How do I find a girl, bro, that aligns with my ideals? How do I find a girl, bro, that aligns with my politics?" He's like, "Stop looking for that girl. You know who would align with you politically in every way? A man, a man with Aspergers. <laughs> like, like I I think that what what these guys uh, box themselves in corners." Where they're like, I need not okay. First of all, you can absolutely find a right wing Nazi based wife. You can go to Poland, and, you, and they're everywhere. However, Polish women are hard women, <laughs> and they're tough, and they look like Mrs. Trunchbull from Matilda. So whatever, you know. Like I'm sure they got a couple out there that are, you know. But listen, and also, good chance of. Immense generational trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's gonna kill I mean, you. <laughs> I mean, the Polish are, are a terrible. They're ice. They're ice people. Their lives have been bad since they settled. They've all there. been murdered or murdered <laughs> at some point. I mean, yeah, they're all. It's you know how many ghosts there are in Poland. <laughs> a lot of ghosts. Yeah, half the population is phantoms and shit and like yeah. evil specters. Like I, I get so they box themselves in corners because they're like, here's what I need. I need a stacked, stacked 10 out of 10. And you're like, all right, well, that's that's hard to find. But okay, we'll start there. There's there there's there's plenty of them out there, you know. I need a stacked 10 out of 10 who does what I say. All right. We're narrowing the field down, but I'm sure, you know, there are beautiful women out there that will listen to you. I need a stacked 10 out of 10 who does what I say, never leaves the house, doesn't, go, doesn't have any friends, doesn't have any whore friends. Okay, you're looking for a lonely... Stacked, ten out of ten woman who will do whatever you say, and like any other parameters, has to be devoutly religious. Okay, we've narrowed it down a little bit, but let's assume for the sake of argument that globally, 
globally, there's 100,000 of these women. Hey, fuck it. Let's bump it up to a, a solid milli. I, I, I think that's doable. A fucking lonely, no friends, stacked 10 out of 10 girl who's devoutly religious, who does whatever you say and never leaves the house. What do you have to bring to the table? Because a woman like that, if you want to uh, have a woman who does whatever you say, you're probably going to have to be, you're going to be providing. So what do you bring to the table? Well, uh, good question, man. I live with my mom, who's a bitch. She's fucked up. And uh, I eat um, taquitos and chicken dinosaurs. And I eat Tyson Anytizers. And uh, I eat the cheese sticks that you peel off. And I work at National Tire and Battery. I work out a lot. I'm in pretty good shape. Uh, and my, I have in savings, I have $87. Well, then there's your fucking problem, man. Listen, if you have all these visions of what your life's going to be like and what kind of woman you're going to marry, or what woman you want to marry, rather, and you're a fucking loser, then just settle for a loser. Or, be, or become not a loser. I don't fucking know. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, have, no, I have no idea what to tell these fucking morons. I'm obsessed with them. I'm captivated by this group of guys. It's like, I need a woman that doesn't exist. By the way, I fucking suck dick badly. Like I'm You've gone... It's, it's, a, it's a tough situation when, when you've gone right-wing enough to where, like, normal Republican women don't want to fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's yeah, yeah. like... Even if you're, like, a leftist guy, you can kind of be like, yeah, I'm, like, a liberal, but, like, a little bit more yeah whatever yeah yeah and yeah. Then, then they're like oh, okay so because as long as it, if you're like yeah i mean i'm just not racist or yeah that'll get you so okay, far cool, cool. <laughs> yeah you know it's like hey i'm a i'm a regular guy yeah. and, you i know, have a shitty sense of humor i say shit i probably shouldn't but i'm not like i'm i'm black <laughs> yeah yeah like i and, i, I for know. the most part i think i'm like uh like all things considered a decently well-adjusted human being and then that'll get you pretty far. But if you're like, yeah, we both are. We both are for, <laughs> for sure. sure. Yeah, we've never done yeah. anything. Yeah, that, you know, definitely never. You know, fucked. Yeah, our lives. And we up. both. I mean, we both. In our days, you know, we both pulled a lot. Yeah, <laughs> we. <laughs> they call me. They kind of pick up artists. Yeah, they call you know? me Jake, the guy who got laid a lot in college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they called me. They called me. Um, Risley Wintergreen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. You like that yeah, one? Yeah, I, I call me. Yeah, I'm the the Rizzler, and uh, oh, yeah, I would yeah. I would uh, flirt with women via riddles. Uh, yeah. Oh, two, nice, two nice. dogs under a bridge, mm. and you have to kill one of them. Which one? Oh, uh, what's the key code to your apartment <laughs> building? Hey, ah, uh, what mm. is the? Uh, how do I get into the fingerprint reader of your laptop? Uh, mm, how many bullets are in this revolver? <laughs> Uh, what is the average response time of the police in your neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> How long can the human body go without oxygen? <laughs> How long does it take a skeleton to dissolve in a solution of hydrochloric acid and bleach? Uh, anyway, yeah, if you're one of the, anyway, if you're one of those fucking guys, I implore you, I beg you, do reach out to Jay. Yeah, reach out to me, and we'll talk. I beg you, I beg you, to not reach out to me. Don't do that. Get new opinions. Reach in, reach, reach in into Jake. my butt cheeks. Um, here's your options: get new opinions about like women and other races and like America or whatever, and th- not just to attract women because that's a shitty way I think to organize this whole thing. 
don't get into like reading fucking bell hooks so you can like have sex with a girl that works at Jamba Juice. That's fucking weird. Just for your own sake, view the world in a way that doesn't suck dick. Uh, option two, don't share your point of views with anybody, uh, except maybe the guys that you work with. Guys that you work guys that you work with are a great group of guys to be like, you know, I just the guys that work at the gas station, and then they'll be like, yeah, I don't think they should be alive. <laughs> You know, like you can do that type of stuff. But if you're trying to meet a girl, I would say that the first two or three things you should say to her shouldn't be like, you, know, you ever read the protocols, the elders of Zion? Uh, but that's my advice for the listener base. Um, Thank you for listening as always. Check and, out the uh, premiums. If you like this one, yes, sir. Check out the premiums. One million dollars a month. Patreon.com slash Pendejo time. Yeah. Um, $5 a month gets you four episodes. That's a bonus every fucking week, folks. $10 a month gets you that plus video episodes. Me and Thomas just organized a little meet and greet, a little play date for us to hang out. And we're going to yeah. get that shit uh, popping. We'd like to thank our sponsor for the week, the Nuclear Bomb. Mm-hmm, yeah. The Chinese balloon that uh, they got us, they sponsored us. So we got like a $10 million yeah. downloads from China alone. Um our weekly sponsor, The Fly on Mike Pence's forehead. Oh, he went there. Oh, uh, yeah. He did. Uh, yeah, and then uh, 50, <laughs> 50 bucks a month gets you nothing else other than what I mentioned, but you can be among an elite group of two men. Um, two great men who uh, I hope I get to meet one day. I've met both of them. <laughs> I was just like, I hope, I hope I run into that, guys. I've met both of them. One of them is my brother's friend and one of the yeah. So I was like, I was like, God, I wonder how those guys are doing. One of them is doing really well, and the other one is doing not so great. <laughs> Last I checked in with my brother. Uh, anyway, uh, if you're listening, I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>